Are you ready to become toxic person proof? Hey guys, Sarah K. Ramsey here to help you find love and success after a toxic relationship so you can design a life you're actually excited about living. Hello, wonderful. This is Sarah and I am so happy to welcome you to this podcast and so much of the work around this podcast is based on my book, Problem Solved, Simple Habits for Complex Decisions. And it's a book to help you beat burnout, to transform your decision-making processes so you have less stress, so you have more time, so you have more joy and happiness in your life and feel like you were the creator of your own life. So you, you feel that sense of powerful, uh, personal power and, and help empower others in their personal power through their decision-making and problem-solving processes, which we do all day, all the time. It's just like breathing. That's what being a human is, okay? So this is from a series during the book launch. The book hit the bestseller list in several different categories, and I did several lives and personal training sessions around several of the concepts of the book. So if you are hearing this podcast, this is from a live training I did during the book launch. I hope you enjoy and be sure and check out Problem Solved, Simple Habits for Complex Decisions. Hello, wonderful. It is Sarah and busted out my glitter earrings and my 35,000 a day shirt for our time saving hack today because I am so passionate about saving time, um, saving energy, using energy, solving the right problems, all that kind of stuff. Because 77% of people say they're in burnout. I hear everyone talking all the time, and they all say they wish they had more time and less stress. And I see a lot of people losing time. And when you look up time-saving hacks and all that kind of stuff, it's typically something along the lines of, uh, you know, like pack your lunch ahead, um, lay out your clothes before you wake up in the morning, right? And those are all fine, I guess. But uh, here's the thing. (laughs) We make 35,000 decisions a day. You had no framework for decision-making, okay? And life is a series of decisions. 35,000 decisions a day. No training or framework for decision-making. And life is a series of decisions. There's a lot of time lost in some really faulty strategies around making decisions, okay? I have a lot of people who try to make decisions like, well, you know, I don't know. I'll just ask someone else or Google it one more time or just information collect, information collect, information collect, right? Their whole life is collecting information and they never get to the action part, okay? I see other people who I used to do this big time. Well, I information collected too, but uh, I used to want people to sign off on my decisions. So the way I made decisions was basically people pleasing and saying, are you okay if I do this? Are you okay if I do this? Or are you okay if I do this? One of the biggest mistakes I see is people delaying decisions. They're nervous. They don't know what to do. And so they put it off till tomorrow, right? Or they just think, okay, I'll I'll just wait till later. And then 
it's just this endless cycle of that piece of decisions. There's also something called sunk cost fallacy. And I see a lot of people, it's like if you had a, let's say you bet money, right? So for the last 10 years, you were paying into this, whatever it was, and it kept losing money, losing money, losing money. And are you going to pay for year 11? And it's like, oh, I've got to keep paying because I've already invested so much. I've already invested so much time and money that I'm going to keep doing what I'm already doing. Okay, do you see where that time is lost? Do you see where that energy is lost? Do you see where that money's lost? And I love to use the example. I got my daughter a tutor after uh, reading COVID. I mean, she's very smart, but like they miss a lot of school, right? And her and I do not have our best relationship when we're doing homework. So it was better to have um, someone else kind of be the teacher and me stay mom. And, you know, I use this example and I say, hey, if I had paid a reading tutor for two years and after two years, my daughter couldn't read. This is not what happened. My daughter can read, but use the example just to clear this up in case 20 years from now she's watching this video for some reason and you can't read, honey. I love you. Okay. So, uh, but let's say that I paid for a reading tutor for two years and my daughter still couldn't read. Would you advise me to make the decision to continue to pay the same reading tutor? Or would you say, well, you've already paid that tutor for two years and your kid still can't read. I don't think you should pay them for year three. Right. It's all these examples that are really easy to see when they are not our examples. Okay. But I am extremely passionate about you having more time and less stress. And I see so many people trying to fix this with like packed lunches or, um, trying to do two things at once. And there's a lot of statistics that our brains just code switch more quickly. Like when we're trying to multitask, our brains just code switch more quickly. So it's actually not faster. Oh no, I hate to break it to you. Um, and I still do it, but <laughs> I usually try to not tell people to do things that I don't do, but I am a mother. So multitasking is part of the game, but when you're thinking about productivity at work, productivity in your life, you know, healing strategies, what, what do you want? You reaching next level you, that multitasking is actually you just switching back and forth really quickly. Your brain is not doing two things at once. Okay. So then you're more tired and then you feel like you have less time and you're more stressed, right? So some of these things, learning a process and for making a decision 35,000 decisions a day, you just came in, you can see how crucial it is to having more time and less stress, okay? which is what I talk about in Problem Solved, Simple Habits for Complex Decisions, my new book, um, which is one of the reasons I'm doing this thing, is to kind of talk about some of the concepts from the book. When I wrote my first book, Becoming Toxic Person Proof, it was so different because people, the people who were reading my book were pretty clear that there was like something wrong in their life. There had been a family member or partner or coworker or somebody who had done them wrong or hurt them somehow. And so there wasn't this back and forth of like, hmm, do I need to, you know, become toxic person proof? It was kind of like, yeah, they already knew they needed it. That's what's really interesting about this book because it's like, it's like, a you know, when you have the hum of like machine that I can hear a lawnmower right now, but like, let's say in your house, you have a refrigerator that hums and then all of a sudden your refrigerator goes out. 
And you're like, oh, what's wrong? Something's different. Something happened, right? But you don't think about your refrigerator humming. It's just the electricity. It's the sound. It's just become your normal. And so there's that endless hum in your house that it's never quite still or quiet, but you don't notice until the elevator or the elevator, the refrigerator gets unplugged. Okay. And that's what I feel like this process for decision-making. It is so normal to agonize over a decision, to overthink, to think about sunk cost fallacy, to not be able to give yourself permission to make a decision, to focus on what other people's decisions other people should be making instead of the decisions we should be making. Like, it's so common knowledge. And when I see this in the world, when you start to see this in the world, it's like some people have black hair, some people have brown hair, some people have blonde hair. Like that is just like red hair. Sorry. Don't forget about our red hair friends. Uh, that's just so normal. Like, yeah, people have black hair, blonde hair, red hair. What I forget? White hair, gray hair. Okay, whatever. It's just normal. And when you start to see this process, you go, oh, yeah. They are problem stacking, okay? They're, they're not making a decision because every time it's time to make a decision, they find a new problem. Or that person's not making a decision because they have butt mouth. And every time you come up with a solution, they say, but, but, right? And probably you're not thinking about this all at all. Like you're not thinking about the hum of the refrigerator. But then when the refrigerator comes unplugged and you're like, oh, Oh, it's so peaceful without that buzz or it's so peaceful without that ding or it's so peaceful without that, you know, that situation in my life. I didn't even notice. But as soon as something changed, it was like, it was this feeling of relief. It was this feeling of a plan. It's this feeling of confidence, this feeling of um, my only commitment is for people to relentlessly commit and trust themselves in getting outcomes, the outcomes they want. I see a lot of people who really trust themselves and they're not getting the outcomes they want, right? And it's like, okay, how's that plan working for you? Well, it's not working. Okay, so you're gonna keep doing it, right? Yep, yep, not working, but I'm gonna keep doing it, right? And I'm, I'm not making fun. I'm sure I've been that person in many ways, but I do want to say it out loud because it is hard to watch people work so hard and not get outcomes. And they're not lazy. They're they're trying. They're trying at kind of the wrong things. Maybe they're trying to get people to agree with their decision or they're trying to, um, you know, rest up from that decision making fatigue because they didn't have a framework for making decisions. And it's exhausting, guys. Again, 35,000 decisions a day. Right. You don't think you save quite a bit of time and a lot less stress without stressing out about half of those decisions or most of those decisions or even some of those decisions, right? So that's part of the time-saving process, okay? And it's all internal, right? And the other process of saving time that I see most people missing is solving the wrong problem. And sometimes this is really simple. Raise your hand. I know if you're like me, there has been times that you were sad and you had sweets. And the problem was that you were sad. And the solution to the problem was that you had sweets. Right. And, you know, or you might be, you know, needing to have a conversation with your boss and instead you pick a fight with your spouse. Okay. 
We lose time by being unclear about what problem we're trying to solve. And we lose time by our strategies not matching up to the problem we're trying to solve. Let's look at, if you've seen the show Billions, they're um, two, all these billionaires are fighting over these things. And one billionaire did another billionaire wrong. And so the whole series of the show is about them like trying to get revenge on each other. And like, I'm going to do this to him and I'm going to do this to him. And it actually cost them both money, right? It was very ego driven. They were angry at each other. So they, if I asked what problem are you trying to solve, they would probably say, oh, I'm trying to build the best life I can. I'm trying to make money. I'm trying to grow my business, but their actions in their life showed that they were trying to get revenge and they ended up making bad business decisions that cost them loads of money because they weren't clear about what problem they were trying to solve. And they may have had an emotional problem, such as being upset that someone mistreated them. But instead of coming up with an emotional solution, they tried to come up with a business solution for an emotional problem. So then they were attacking this business and they were attacking this business and they ended up in the paper and right. But you see this all the time. Okay. That's how lawyers make money. It's like most people, not all, not all the time, but um, a lot of times they're for people who are using court to get back at each other. There's lots of great purposes for court, but you know, sometimes you see these people and they get really lost in the back and forth and they have an emotional problem such as um, sadness, disappointment, feeling abandoned, feeling hurt, getting lied to. And they try to figure out a legal solution. Okay. This happens at work. Someone takes it, you know, over your project and you're upset. And instead of like, okay, the problem I'm trying to solve is to get a promotion so I can get $20,000 more so I can put that addition in on my house. Like maybe that's the problem you're trying to solve. Okay. But then you get distracted and you find other problems to solve that aren't the real problem you want to solve. And I promise, 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 if you start to develop the habit of saying, what problem am I trying to solve? And if you don't know offhand, the second or third chapter, I can't remember, is all about the seven level problem solving. Okay, so seven level problem solving, super easy, five minute process, 10 minute process. You could be waiting for them to deliver your groceries, finish cooking your pizza, your kid's baseball game to finish up, or not the game, you'd want to watch that, but their baseball practice to finish up. And you're just kind of, okay, what problem am I trying to solve? I want to get back at that person at work. They were mean to me. What problem are you really trying to solve? Okay, I really want to be seen as an expert at work. Okay, what problem are you really trying to solve? Okay, I want this job to work out because this is a, they have a really great retirement package and this is the place I want to retire from. What problem are you really trying to solve? I want to get a promotion because they have a higher retirement package. Like, do you see like within four questions, you can do all seven, but even within four questions, you got your vision and your clarity off that person did this and onto your goals, onto solutions that you can control. It's a new habit, but it is a lot less work than what is currently happening. 
This is especially crucial if you have, there's a whole chapter in Problem Solved, Simple Habits for Complex Decisions. There's a whole chapter about around the house problem solving. And within around the house problem solving, you have like a difficult person and they try to get you to solve the wrong problem, right? Because they want you to interact with them and entertain them and give them emotional drama and all that kind of stuff, right? So the more clarity you have around what problem am I trying to solve? And guys, don't change the question. There are many things you can like change and adapt and advance and making your own wording. Don't do that one, right? If you need a softener in front of it, like, may I ask what problem you're trying to solve? Totally fine. You can put a softener in front, but what problem are you trying to solve? It really helps people get out of learned helplessness and remind them that their brain is a problem-solving machine and they are the solution. And it's empowering and it's kind and it's kind of almost this like, I believe in you without having to say I believe in you. So whether or not you're saying it in the mirror and saying, Sarah, I believe in you. What problem are you trying to solve? Or you're saying it to your at a coworker situation and say, hey, may I ask? What problem are you trying to solve? It's kind, it's respectful, and it digs into clarity to help you save time. Make sure you're not solving the wrong problem. Okay. If you solve the wrong problem, you're going to end up with the wrong life, not what you want. Okay. So I hope this helps. There's so many time saving hacks <laughs> throughout the book. Um, I mean, I'll have to do another training on it. And there's so the, the book could be a time management book, even though it's on decision making and problem solving. But when you make, I'm going to be annoying about this, but I love my shirts, right? I'm going to do a little thing and see which one people's favorite shirts are. Um, but when you're making 35,000 decisions a day and you weren't taught a framework for making decisions in schools and you have to make decisions at work, decisions at home, and you've not been taught a system for making decisions and you're not sure about what problem you're trying to solve. So you don't know how to make a decision because well, what problem am I trying to solve? Do I want to solve the problem of um, just treating myself and having ice cream tonight? Do I want to solve the problem of fitting into those pants that I want to fit into and I'm going to eat a salad tonight, right? Like it, it can work with all these weird kinds of things that you wouldn't normally think just becomes a habit. What problem am I trying to solve? What problem am I trying to solve? What problem am I trying to solve? And it will feel like less stress in your life because you will start to get forward momentum. Tonight, I'm going to do a lesson on indecision is a decision. And the main way I see people losing time, outsourcing decisions, doing the wobble over and over, right? And this could be time for you personally. This could be productivity for people at work who don't have a system for making decisions. It could be your child who you think, oh, they're driving me crazy. They can't make a decision. There's so many ways this can be utilized. It's all outlined within the book. But the, the main point is life does not have to be this hard. If you are making 35,000 decisions a day and have no framework or process for making decisions and you're burned out or you're tired or you feel frustrated or you feel like you're not getting momentum in your life, give yourself a break. Give yourself some grace. We just weren't taught this stuff. And I have learned this through the school of hard knocks and just watching mainly people's um when I ask what they want and then I ask what they're doing to get what they want are so misaligned and we just can't see we're all goldfish swimming in our own bowl. Right. And so we're just like in the water swimming and there's this huge 
amazing lake or ocean or whatever goldfish pond, pond, goldfish swimming ponds, but there could be this beautiful, amazing pond right there. But a goldfish is like, oh, I've been in my water for a while. My water's kind of normal. And we're all like that. And it, it's not, you know, don't beat yourself up. Just get a better plan. Uh, one of my favorite phrases is get past the past, get real about the present and get serious about the future. And so if your process for decision-making has been frustrating you somehow get a new system for decision-making. Or if you're somebody who feels like decisions are super easy for me, but you know, I have a lot of people in my life who struggle with it personally or professionally, and it's causing me stress and I'm losing time because they're not making appropriate decisions about their life. This is definitely um, in the workspace, right? It can be very frustrating. They can't get their work in on time. It's really important in this process of being respectful and being kind humans. It is very easy. Just like I said, may I ask, what problem are you trying to solve? Okay, is that your problem to solve or someone else's problem to solve? Okay, it sounds like there's like four or five problems there. Can I can I list back what I hear from you? One, two, three, four. Awesome. So if you were if you had to come up with a solution from the four problems, where would you start? Bam, 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 bam. You know, three, four minute, five minute mini coaching session, leadership, whether you're a coach, whether you're a, um, a teacher, whether you are a CEO, whether, oh my gosh, lawyers, Whew, lawyers love this stuff, right? Because it's like, whoa, 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 let's not solve an emotional problem with a legal problem or a legal problem with an emotional problem. Like that can really make lawyers jobs hard. And I've heard the burnout involved with um, lawyers. So uh, whatever you are in, it's a kind and respectful way to turn people's gaze and thought processes into solutions rather than frustrations. Okay, so check out more in my book, Problem Solved, Simple Habits for Complex Decisions. I think it's a bestseller in business and humor, personal development, business motivation, and some other stuff too. It's it's gone really well. And um, it was a bear to get out. Uh, it was just, it's meant to be in the world. And I'm like, great. Now, you guys, you guys learn from this now uh, because it has, um, it was very hard personally to put out. So uh, I am, it is all worth it though. I am quite confident in the book's ability to change your professional life or personal life. And so check out Problem Solved, Simple Habits for Complex Decisions. Thanks so much. Hello, wonderful. This is Sarah, and I hope you enjoyed today's podcast. I know that there was something that you can take away to help you get past the past, get real about the present, or get serious about your future. And if I did my job, then hopefully it will help you with all three. If you are not in my Facebook group, Finding Love and Success After a Toxic Relationship, then consider this your personal invitation from me. I'm there live. There's tons of support. And most importantly, tons more information to help you on your journey to become toxic person proof.